Hello and welcome to the Return of the Empire podcast. I am your host, Emiliano Milfergoso, Sacktown Sports Beach writer covering the San Francisco 49ers. And I am, of course, joined by my co-host, my wonderful producer, Nate Littlefield. Nate, oh, yeah. how's it going, my guy? Oh, man, it's going. It's <laughs> it's it's moving. It's productive. Everything is just – it's going good. It's going well. It's going good. Well, if you can't tell, we are actually on location, different spots right now. I am back home on my day off, returning from training camp. Well, Nate is in Oregon right now, spending a little time with friends and family, uh, having having a good old time out there. Just Oregon. friends, just friends, just friends, just, just friends. friends. Yeah, family. This is a just strictly friends party, fun trip. I don't know what this is, but <laughs> well, Nate's having a good time out there. But I had to pull him aside for an hour or so before he goes back to his festivities to talk some Niners training camp because Nate especially was out there for day one of training camp. And it, we, there was a lot to take in, man, a lot of action, a lot of things that went down just overall before we get going into the big, the big stories, what was your experience like? Um, It was, I've, uh, so I've covered the Kings, Sacramento Kings quite a bit. And mm-hmm. um, I got, obviously I'm going to make comparisons between the two. Uh, just naturally. Uh, but it is so from an inside, inside looking out, it is so well run as an organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not a shot at the Kings or anything, but it's so it's just, there's way more money there. Uh, you know, we each get cubicles, media gets their own cubicle to work in. Uh, everything is just bam, 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 right, right on the dot. They, they, Everything's so in sync. Everybody's so in sync. Everything's so perfect. Yeah. I'm not surprised about it, but going there, I didn't have time to really be amazed because we were, we were working the whole time. And once, you know, there's only such a small window where you can um, capture video, capture media, capture photos. Uh, But man, I was just so locked in during that and trying to pay attention and, there's just so much going on. There's two fields. So having to keep track of everything is impossible. So I was just trying to um, like lock in in certain areas and kind of catch, catch on to small details. And I definitely did that juggling story broke after um, we were at training camp about Greenlaw and Warner training. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess all the linebackers, but I saw them specifically training this drill where they'd roll this ball on the ground and they'd have to snatch it up. It was like the size of a softball. They were doing weird things with it. Uh, they weren't juggling that day, but I could see how that turned into juggling. It was a lot of hand-eye coordination stuff. Uh, just, I guess we'll talk about people that stuck out later, but it was a, it was a great experience. It was a great, great time being out there. Glad I got to go. Yeah. I loved having you out there. Loved having a second set of eyes to help me capture stuff. Again, like you said, it's a lot. There's two fields, and you really can't get everything. You have to pick the spots you think are best and kind of roll with it. And in terms of that Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw juggling thing, that actually happened. That was real. They started off with tennis balls, with other stuff. Then went to footballs, and they were juggling footballs by the end of the week. By the yeah. end of the, the, the two weeks, I should say. It's honestly it, not a bad talent to have. No. Just like, in general, hand-eye coordination. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it may silly, but I guess it makes sense. In two weeks, Fred Warner is now a professional juggler. I'm serious. <laughs> like he did, he juggled on NFL Network the other day. It was kind of oh, crazy. Really? I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, he was with uh, Colleen Wolf and Steve Mariucci. And yeah, oh, they were at camp. Yeah, they, they were, were going at camp. To all the camps. Yeah, 
yeah, they were yeah. in camp. And so he did a little bit of juggling uh, while on the, on the set with them. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, Coach Holland, I forget his first name, the line, one of the linebacker assistant coaches. Um, he, he's really tried to embrace getting those guys different looks, different approaches to their games because, you know, Fred Warner, especially, he's the number one linebacker in the NFL. You know, there's not much more you can do to, I guess, get better um, because he's really a five tool complete player. But in terms of Dre Greenlaw, he's kind of in that similar boat. He's ascending and getting that really good marker spot. I Means in the top 100 now for the NFL list. We'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, he just wants to get a different approach for these guys. And one of them this year was juggling hand-eye coordination, dexterity, you know, being versatile. That's a big thing with the Niners is being versatile across every aspect of what you do in football. Because the more versatile, the more interchangeable you can be, the better you can help your team win games. Yeah, they it's it's diverse out there in in what they're doing for sure obviously it, i i was pretty fascinated with how uh players positional players were being divvied up uh i was seeing a significant amount of line like linemen and tight ends together which of course makes sense but uh just seeing trent williams and george kittle running similar drills is weird just because the size differential and yeah. i mean that's two superstars right there um but obviously everyone's going to be talking about the quarterbacks and what they look like. And on day one, Brock Purdy was not there, as, as we all know. Uh, he was cleared, but he wasn't there for day one. He was there for day two, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, but it was a lot of it was a lot of Sam and Trey with some Brandon Allen sprinkled in, uh, who person I did not think looked good at all. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's getting out of there right there he uh sam and trey look look good it was um i know it's just every day you get oh trey lance threw three touchdowns and the next day oh five picks you never know a training training camp is i mean two years ago we had that thing with jimmy garoppolo he threw five picks in in training yeah. camp one yes. day and that was the talk for two months it's all anyone could talk about. and it's, um, it's still the talk right now, if I'm being honest with you. It's so frustrating. Training it's, camp is so – drill. everything is so specific uh, in what they're trying to do. So yeah. if they're running a specific route and trying to fit a ball in a tight window five times in a row, then it's probably going to be a pick thrown, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, and it, it adds up. But, uh, yeah, I, I – if we want to, do we want to get into the quarterbacks right now? Yeah, we'll get into the, we'll get into the quarterbacks. Look, Brock Purdy got the majority of the snaps. Just going through some numbers uh, from colleagues. Shout uh, out Dave Lombardi, the Athletic, uh, your guy, Dave. Um, yeah, shout out to Dave. I talked to him for a while. He was he was the man. Yeah, David on something. David's a good dude. Um, yeah. But yeah, Brock Purdy got the majority of the snaps um, through nine practices. We obviously went through eleven. Throwing some more stats. He finished, uh, I should say, Tuesday, which was yesterday. He finished 9 of 16, I believe, was the exact number. Not a great day. Yesterday was a really sloppy day just from the wide receivers themselves. I mean, six drops um, from the pass catchers all afternoon. It was weird. It was a weird day. You could tell they were ready to go to Vegas. Like, it was just yeah. like – like, Saturday was the same exact thing. It was sloppy, low-key, chill. Like, they were so ready to just have an off day and have, go to Vegas. They were so, so ready. You know, what's funny is George Kittle was talking about that during day one's post-presser at, at training camp. Mm -hmm. He was talking about you'll be able to tell by this time frame that you're talking about right now 
who really wants it and who doesn't. He was talking about everyone's excited when it starts and that excitement rolls into the first day of, of full pads. And then after those few days of full pads, who, who wants it? Who's putting in the effort to, to make the team and take that step. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing. And while they were still making the effort, the balls were just slipping out of their hand. And again, Things like this happen. This happens. It's not. Don't overreact. The numbers are lesser, short, whatever. It's they'll be fine. Don't worry about it. But in terms of the quarterbacks in general, Brock Purdy through nine practices, fifty-three of eighty-one. Trey Lance forty-nine of seventy-one. Sam Darnold forty-four of sixty-nine, and Brand Allen twenty-five of thirty-nine. Now, Brock Purdy has thrown the most picks out of anyone, and that's obvious because why? He's gotten the most reps, and he's going against. The first team, yes, every time. So he's gonna throw some more interceptions. He had three through through nine, I believe he threw four total, um, about five or six, maybe seven touchdowns and all. And he he hasn't played football in three, four months, five months, five months post surgery, and really seven months since he's played because January. So Damn, time flies, dude. Time flies. I'm not, yeah, I'm not even. Yeah, no, my time is off. My time, trust me, my time is off. That's like, not, yeah, that's not accurate. <laughs> if, if I if I wasn't writing stories every day, I wouldn't know what day it was. I'm telling yeah. you, I just wouldn't know yeah. what day it was. I'm also uh, yeah. just in fantasy land here in Oregon. So <laughs> I've never been to Oregon. I gotta we'll talk about that later in the show. Um in terms of Brock Purdy, he looks the same. Like he even said to himself, he looks back to normal, nothing's changed. I still have the velocity, still have the accuracy, still have the touch. It's it's really coming back to is the guy going to make the plays he made last year? Because last year, year one, he was unbelievable, very talented, rookie sensation, led the Niners on a 7-0 win streak into the postseason. And unfortunately, he, t- he tore his UCL in the first series of the champion- NFC Championship. And if that doesn't happen, who knows how that game goes, honestly? Who knows? Really, because they had a real chance to, 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 to make noise in Philadelphia. I know Jalen Hurts and the Eagles were favorites in that game, but I mean, Niners, their defense was was A1, and their quarterback play from Purdy was something to behold. It really was. So just seeing him throw with the same velocity and the same touch is really, really key here because that's what you're looking for coming off of elbow surgery is that can he still throw the same? Yeah, and I, uh, you know, I don't expect anything less from this guy after everything we've seen, uh, just those intangibles, um, which is, again, I always say this, it's bad analysis, but – the, the the mental fortitude he has and the sports psychology uh, behind it mm-hmm. is that he he's just a tough guy and he's just smart and he he gets it and he wants to be there and it seems like everyone loves him so it, it's it's kind of a recipe for success yeah. uh, everyone's behind him I think I think he really proved himself to the team uh through his run, through his t- everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that brings us to Trey Lance, the Trey Lance situation. A lot of yeah rumors about him being cut, you know. There's always been talks about him being traded, which he doesn't have trade value. Uh, and currently. Like, I mean, he does. Yeah, yeah, currently he, do- he doesn't because, speaking of not playing football for nine months, 
<laughs> Trey hasn't played since September. Trey hasn't played since like senior year of college. Or, or he hasn't played since September of last year, week two yeah. against the Seattle Seahawks when he fractured his ankle. That's yeah. it's almost been a year. Okay, that's the reality. And I was at that game, and I will not be going to games anymore because bad <laughs> things happen. I didn't know you were at that game. Were you really? I was at that game. Yeah. Oh, it's brutal, dude. That's so yeah. Brutal. First Niners Seahawks game I ever went to. What what was it like watching that game, seeing Trey go down? And then well, I thought it was a concussion sitting where I was from. Because okay. when you're in the – you don't – the the screens are decent at Levi's, but they're not great. Yeah. And you don't – they don't show injuries like that uh, for the home – like they don't do that in, in person. So it's not like – it's not like a broadcast on Fox or something. Uh, it was – it looked like he went head first, and I went, great, he's out for a couple weeks. Oh, funny, we get to watch Jimmy. This is funny. And then a doctor in front of me is like, no, I saw an air cast on his leg. That's not good. Yeah. And then I was just, here we go again. Jimmy's, hey, Jimmy. gonna it. Jimmy's just going to run it. What's going to happen? And, you know, season played out. It it's, in, it's incredible to think that we are less than a year removed from all of that chaos. I mean, it's, and we're still in chaos because now we're talking about quarterbacks. We're talking about Purdy. It's the we're NFL, talking about baby. Talking about Darnold. Three mm-hmm. quarterbacks that could start. Three. Three. Tres. Do you want to talk about – maybe don't talk about the – I mean, you can, but the, the stats of Trey Lance, everyone reports all the quarterback stats after every training camp. Right. But maybe more the feeling and what you're seeing uh, from Trey just just as a football player. Um, so him him and Darnold. Yeah. Who, who sure. do you like more? What Just take stats out of it. Take completion percentage because all that. Because there's so many – Little yeah. things that are happening and so many things they're trying. Just what what do you think? Feel wise, I like what Trey was putting out there. Now, there were a couple practices where if he made a bad play or bad series in a row, he had his hands on his hips or whatever, and he was very frustrated with himself. But what I like about Trey this year is that he doesn't seem afraid to make all these throws anymore. There are times where he hesitates, yes, sure. He needs to he needs to work through that. But a lot of the throws that he wasn't willing to take. In previous years, he is now because he's fully healthy. And I think his touch and his overall accuracy has improved greatly working with Jeff Christensen, Patrick Mahomes' throwing coach. And I, and I think it goes to show that, you know, the hard work you put in can really pay off. And I think this kid is uber talented. It's just that he was really raw as a prospect. And Kyle uses quarterbacks in, the, in a unique way. He has his own system. And Trey is kind of the opposite of what Kyle wants to do with his offense a lot of time from a quarterback position. You know, he wants his guy to sit in the pocket, make the throws on time, all that great stuff. That's not how Trey Lance played in college. You know, he was an off-schedule guy. He did his own thing. He was a run-option quarterback that made plays using his legs and using his feet and his athleticism. And a big arm. And his big arm, exactly. So I like what I've seen from Trey. He has to get more consistent, absolutely, uh, because there'll be plays where he throws a really nice over-the-middle layered ball to – and this is Jawan Jennings on, on a slant or a crossing route middle. Really nice over the top of the middle linebackers. Gets it in the really tight window. Really good spot for a good 18, 20 yard gain. And then the next play, he tries to go back to it again. And guess what? Dre Greenlaw is there picking it off because these guys are smart. They're not going to make the same mistake twice. And that's just kind of the reality. And I think iron sharpens iron with Trey. And what I've really enjoyed as well is that after every single practice, can you guess which quarterback is sitting sitting back taking more reps with people after every single practice. It's, uh, it's not Trent Dilfer. No, it's not Trent Dilfer. No, it's Trey Lance. Of course, Trey Lance. He's the one who 
is putting his money where his mouth is. He says he needs to get better. Guess what? He's staying after practice getting throws up. If he doesn't like something he saw in practice, he's going to work on it a, cu- a couple times before he goes back into that locker room and then talks about it with the coaches. And that's what I like to see from a guy. That's a leader. That's a leader mentality, you know, is ownership and accountability of his actions. And, and I, I've always rooted for Trey. I, I still do. I want to see him succeed. And, and I think this preseason is going to be really telling to see if he can have a, a, a good career in the NFL. All right. Give a little Darnold now and then I'll react. <laughs> Sam Darnold is Sam Darnold. That's just kind of what I took away from this. Sam Darnold can throw a pretty, pretty ball. Absolutely. I don't know if he's the most talented thrower of the football, like Mayoko said, the Niners, but I think he's a very, very talented quarterback throwing the ball. His pocket awareness slash decision-making at times is not so great. He makes some arid ideas, like trying to think back for examples. There are just plays, even yesterday, like he took a sack and then rolled out to his left, and it was after the, after the would-be sack or whatever, right? But they don't do sacks, it's, it's drills. Throws the ball and just heaves it up there. Deep, 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 deep. Guess what? Jair Brown picks it off. It was like a lofter, and he's thrown way better balls than this in the past. Just throws a lofter. Then, Two days earlier, guess what? Brandon Ayuk wins his wins his route on a post corner, deep post corner, about 20 yards toward down the field. He has 10 yards of separation from anyone else. And Sam lofts a ball, just like lofts it up there. And guess what? It gets broken up because he didn't put enough precision on it. So while Sam has all the arm talent in the world, there were throws that he did not make. And that was what concerned me about Sam Darrell is that he's going to be kind of like Kyle's, I don't want to say puppet, but he's going to be very much influenced by Kyle Shanahan in this offense. Kirk Cousins. There you go. That's better. I like that. Um, he he throws a great ball and throws it accurately most of the time. But it's going to come down to Kyle and his timing of, hey, man, slant route's going to be here this time. There's going to be this window. Throw it this time. And that's not how football works all the time. Yes, a lot of timing and all that great stuff. But – when a play breaks down, I worry about Sam Darnold extending plays. I just do because he doesn't always make the best decision. You know who I don't worry about in that situation? Who? Brock Purdy. No, I don't at all either. I don't. There was so. one play, one play in particular about Brock Purdy before we get back to the overall recap of training camp and overall quarterback stuff. Brock Purdy, yesterday, I believe it was either yesterday or the day prior, he did this. He did a typical Brock Purdy magic play that you've seen him do last year where yeah. he, there was no one open for like five seconds. He rolls out of the pocket to the right. The vendors are still chasing him. He spins back around in the pocket, goes, cuts all the way back across the entire line of scrimmage to his <laughs> left side, and then throws a dart to a wide out for like a 15-yard gain. Yeah. Look, not every quarterback can make that play, and Brock Purdy just has the poise, the moxie, and is a gamer to make stuff like that happen. It's stuff that Kyle Shanahan rips his hair out at night looking at because he doesn't want that that to be his offense. But guess what? If it gets results, it gets results. Yes. Yes, it does. Sorry, I glanced away there for a sec. Uh, I'm, uh, You know, it gets hard being on location, but I'm uh, very excited to see Brock Purdy play football. And do you at this point, do you think we'll see him in the preseason? No. Week one, no, no. definitely not. He's not going to. No, 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 not week one at all, yeah. at all. Maybe week three, maybe like a series or two, but they don't want to throw him out there at all, really. 
God, I'm so glad there's no week four anymore. But I still hate week week nineteen. No, eighteen. Week eighteen. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that for the players. I like sixteen because now all the records are gonna get messed up too. Because they have yeah. like an extra game. Uh whatever though. That's a different yeah. story. Um, like 13 games a year, so that's true. The Dolphins probably wouldn't have been undefeated. The Dolphins would like a word. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, so I think something's happening to me right now. As you're speaking to me about this Trey Lance thing, I think I'm out on Lance. Wow. I, I think it's just been too – I'm not anti-Lance, nothing like that, but I just think it it's over. I think it's time to rip the Band-Aid off. It's like he hasn't played, and you need to play. <laughs> you need – like seriously, and he's not – he's most likely – I mean, hopefully he doesn't play this year because of Brock, you know? He can't just not play. Yeah. Yeah. For years. Like, get a couple almost, like, scrimmage games. I know he's played real NFL games at real NFL speeds. Yep. He hasn't played top-tier talent in the NFL on defense. He's played Seattle, Houston, uh, uh, the Bears last year in a monsoon, which was different. Um, and is that it? He's came. He came in for um, when Jimmy got hurt. Five games, five starts. Five starts. Yeah, I that's what the number is. I mean, it's five starts. Card- five Cardinals games. too. I for whatever. No, no. I know he hasn't played top five talent. Um, five games. I believe four. Either four or five starts. I believe is the correct answer. Anyways, I'm I'm losing I'm losing hope on him. Uh it's not I mean obviously it's not personal, but it's just you need to play the game. This team's too good to mess around like that. Yeah. And Brock is good enough to do it. Sam might even be good enough to do it. Uh it's just I'm so sick of being teased and being like he could be so good. He threw t- three touchdowns today in practice. I just I need to see more of it because when he plays, he does some incredible things, but he's also missing so many of the little things yep. that like Jimmy would do right. And it, it was frustrating to watch and the potential was obviously there, but it was so raw and so dangerous that that's not who this team needs right now. Yeah, I mean, They don't need Brett Favre. They need, yeah, they need, I like, I, I, <laughs> I like, I like it. Look, I understand. I don't know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't trade Trey Lance because after last year's quarterback controversy and just injuries, I would just keep three quarterbacks if I could. Um, but if they can get a third round pick or higher, maybe they consider it. I just don't yeah, that's it. different. Yeah, yes. I just, yeah, I just but they're not going to get that. Yeah, unless he balls that. out or something. And if Which he, he balls out, they're not going to get yeah. rid of him. They're not going to cut him. Like in the they're not going to trade him at the deadline. But they can't if he has pay to play him. a game or two. Yeah, but they're not going to trade him at the deadline because they're going to ride him to the end of the season as a backup. That makes this sense. is a win. This is not. This is a win now season, and I think you do whatever you can for your team to be good. I agree. This I agree. year, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade Trey. I'm just. I just wouldn't trade him. I just. Yeah, I. I. I'm not looking to shop him either, but I also don't think he has value. He definitely doesn't have third. Like someone would be crazy to send a third round pick right now for Trey Lance. I love this. Nate's hot. I love it. Right? I love it. I that prob- would be crazy. I Who would trade would a third that? round pick for him because I like Trey Lance. But not You're also like- a Niners media member. <laughs> so like, what? I'm, so there's what? no I'm teams. 
third round is is a bunch is like significant value in the NFL. I like they're not trading him to Arizona. It have to be an injury like, situation. Like, 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 look at look at Tampa Bay Buccaneers situation. Look at the Buccaneers. Yeah. Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield. You tell me Trey Lance can't compete in that room. I'm saying he can. I'm saying they won't give up a third round pick to to have him go compete with them. They I should. think that's too much value. I just don't think they, they do it. They don't have I don't anything. think they do. It. Their quarterback Baker Mayfield cannot beat out Kyle Trask. Okay, no, I agree. It's a horrible. It's a horrible situation. But they're they're going to look at that and go. I think we can get more value out of this third round pick, whether it's for ammo or for anything, because Tampa Bay is going to be bad. It's going to be a higher pick. Tampa Bay is going to be cutting all their players or like trading all their players by midseason. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, they're going to suck. Why? Why give up something to bring in Trey Lance? I don't know. I don't know. It'd have to be a very significant or very unique situation tailored to that. I don't think the Falcons are calling too. Yeah, Falcons, sure, but third. I don't think they give up a third for that. Some team is going to give up a third for Trey Lance. I'm just telling you right now. Okay, that's a sticky note. You can sticky note. Some team will give up a third or higher for Trey Lance. I guarantee that right now. Okay. You that's can a sticky, sticky note. Sticky note, chalk it down. Yeah. If the Niners do trade Trey Lance, it'll be for a third round pick or higher. Okay, see, see that that's where things get dicey because if he comes in weeks one through six or whatever and is amazing, then yeah, then of course. But I'm saying like if he doesn't play by the deadline, he's not getting traded for a third. What I this doesn't he, matter. If he balls out in the preseason, I'm telling you right now, there's gonna be some interest. Okay. We'll I'm take a look. We'll you, take a look. I'm, telling I'm you not right arguing, now. yeah. Like, I believe like that. teams teams get, oh, hey, Trey's shown something. Maybe we throw yeah. something at him. See, that makes him val- – that gives him, like, a fifth-round value, though. I don't think that gives him third round. It's a quarterback. The young, he's 23. Yeah. It's a young quarterback. Has it played since he was, like, 14 years old? <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, here's the, the point. Here's the point. Brock Purdy is QB1 un- unless mm-hmm. he breaks his arm again or something. I, you know, knock on wood. Unless he destroys himself in the pocket again or something happens to him, he's QB1. I'd be shocked otherwise. I was talking with Dave and Jason this morning, and they asked me, you know, what would Trey have to do? And I was like, I don't even know. Because even in training camp, in yeah. practice, it's clear that Brock Purdy is QB1. He's getting all the first team reps. Trey would have to get in game reps. Like he would have to get time to prove he himself. He had to turn to Michael Vick. I don't, honestly, that's yeah. kind of where I'm at with him. He had to turn to Michael yeah. Vick. Like, yeah. And it has to be too good. Not even to, Eagles, Michael Vick, Falcons, Michael Vick. This would be like a Drew Brees, Philip Rivers situation. It'd have to be like that, where it's like, all right, I guess we'll just move on. I just they 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 love Brock so much, and the team does too. And while the team really likes Trey, they really want him there. They also know that if he's not the guy, they're gonna do what's best for the team, and they're gonna trust what Kyle Shanahan has to say. All right, so that's the reality. There's our QB talk. Yes. I think that that went longer than we thought, but it just gets so that's that's where all the juice is, you know. It's a lot of juice. You got to squeeze it dry. Speaking of, you got a juice menu behind you. Uh, it always sorry. gets brought up. I swear, man. Um, um. So now, who yeah. has stood out to you personally during training camp? Well, my boy, my my boy, Brandon Ayuk, man. Okay. Was, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, the right. talk of the town talk of the town ba so we'll um, touch on that yeah touch on that but i want to know some of your your dark horse what, what you're saying dark horse I have one too, yeah do you want just offense or defense or do you want one what do you want one of each one of each one of each okay so offensive brand Ayuk, obviously 
Um, in terms of other offensive players, though, that have stood out, um, Ty Davis Price and Elijah Mitchell. Or not Elijah, sorry, sorry, Jordan Mason. Jordan Thank Mason, you. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, those two as a running back combo are a killer one-two punch behind Christian McCaffrey. And TDP especially had um, been a roster bubble guy going into training camp 100%. We didn't know if he was going to make the team or not because last year was such a bad year for his rookie season. This year it's night and day. That dude looks fantastic. He looks like the like like a different person, leaner, quicker, faster, making great cuts up the field, and he's going to be a nice complimentary back for the Niners this year, especially when McCaffrey needs a breather or, or, or they want something different from JP. Ty Davis Price is shifty as heck. He really is. He's super super shifty, and it's really exciting to see. Jordan Mason is still that bruising guy, but he's also leaned out and gotten more in NFL shape. He's gotten better with his passing in terms of catching the ball. And he's much more versatile out of the backfield, which is huge. And so that's who I think have stood out on offense is those running backs, especially behind the Christian McCaffrey. Um, on defense, it's the defensive line, really. And, and Pick and one. Nope. Give me one specifically. What are you seeing? Yeah, uh, Javon Kinlaw. Okay. We have a conversation about Javon Kinlaw. I'm telling you right now, Javon Kinlaw, this might be his year. This might be the year that he actually becomes a, a real contributor for the 49ers on that defensive line. He looks great. He looks healthy. He looks powerful. I mean, there was one play where he bull rushed the offensive offensive guard into the, the quarterback or the other offensive lineman that was playing quarterback in 1v1 drills. I mean, it was frightening to see his <laughs> pure strength yeah. that man possesses. I mean, he is a towering, a scary-looking individual. Nicest guy, it seems, you could just talk to. And, and it, it's really cool to see Javon do good things. I mean, the whole team is pulling for him, including Kyle Shanahan. There was that quote last week about this, how heartbreaking it was to watch Javon go down with all these injuries. And now here we are, you know, year four, it's make it or break it time. He doesn't have the fifth year option. They didn't extend that to him. He has to be good for him to make the team, for him to make a worthwhile impact in the NFL this season. And I, I think this could be the year. He just, he looks great. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I really hope he, you know, can get get like a six sack season or something. You know, be be productive yeah. on that line. Uh, get a lot of tackles. Be a menace. That's, that's honestly hits on the quarterback. Yeah. Our good friend, coworker, boss. I guess not really. You, Jay Mars says yep. hit. Oh, is always talking about hits on quarterback. Yep. Which is incredibly, you know, it's an underrated stat for sure. There are some guys that. I personally have always felt like you hit him and they got better. One of those being Eli Manning. Yep. You see him get rocked in the next play, he throws a 70 yard touchdown. And you're like, what? I, that doesn't make sense. Some but, players um, want to get hit first before they start yeah. becoming the, their true self. They want to get Big Ben around. was like that. Um, yeah. yeah, Big Ben was like that. Drew and, um, a bit. Uh, yeah, but get those hits on the quarterback. Javon Kinlaw, I'm glad that. You're seeing improvement in him. I think that's the general consensus is that he's gotten a lot better. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I, I didn't see McCaffrey practice that day. He was just running drill. He would run like light drills or um, calisthenics, whatever. He's kind of doing his own thing. Um, but Ty Davis Price, yeah, stuck out to me 100%, which is a little shocking because he was mediocre last year. They, they, they would go to Jordan Mason, and as they should have, he was – he was phenomenal last year. He was phenomenal. Mean, phenomenal this year too. Behind McCaffrey, it's like if your running back room is McCaffrey, Mitchell, and Jordan Mason, that's not fair. 
Uh, it's just very good running backs, um, versatile guys. Ty Davis Price stuck out to me. Uh, Fantasy-wise, Brandon Ayuk, I think, is going to be good. I think he's going to be a high wide receiver, too. Yeah. I think the volume will be there for him. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll be targeted a lot. Six, six to eight times a game. At least. Uh, a lot of a lot of he runs a deep post a lot, but a lot of quick stuff that can break off for 20 easily. Um Ayuk can I, can I, can I do my free, BA thing now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could just mention I saw him make one catch at practice that was just like yeah. he just float uh, it was way over his head. It was a Darnold floater and Ayuk, I'm like, oh man, tough throw. And I'm right behind the ball. Ayuk flies and just yeah. snatches it down, rips it out from uh, Jair Brown, and just yeah. throws him off and takes off. And it was like, whew, he looks very good. Okay, so obviously I'm a little biased with B.A. because he went to Arizona State and I watched him in college. And I good knew on. he could be this talented. And to see him become this good in front of my eyes just feels so reassuring of of his talent and his confidence and where he's at right now. I don't know if it was day three or four, but they did a red zone period where Nate, I swear to God, he had four touchdowns in that red zone. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that report. Yeah. And within 10 minutes, he had four touchdown passes. Yeah. Catches. Sorry. Four catches. And that was, was that Brock throwing to him or was it? That uh... was with all the quarterbacks throwing to okay. him. Okay. It, wasn't, it, it didn't matter who the quarterback was. If Brandon Ayuk was open, they were throwing it to him, and it was happening routinely. And maybe Mooney Ward was out that day because, again, he was dealing with the, uh, the groin thing early on. Um, so maybe it was Lenore on him or it was uh, Ambry Thomas or, you know, any collection of the Niners quarterback depth, which is still a concern but getting better. Um, but B.A., man, I, I've run out of words to describe this dude. Like, he's just a freak. He's amazing in open field. Like his separation is a, I don't know many receivers that are better than him in terms of separation when he gets off mm-hmm. the line. Like he's able to create space. So like he dropped his first pass, like not even like couldn't come down with his first pass of training camp in day 10. Yeah. Okay. Day 10. This is how good this guy is. And last year's breakout year, was not a fluke because, like he said earlier this year, I'm ready to take off, and he's about to become a superstar Pro Bowl player. I'm telling you right now it's going to happen. You think Pro Bowl this year? I can easily. I would not be surprised, again, if Brandon Ayuk is the Niners' leading receiver in yards. Okay. Uh, Yeah, it received – yeah, you know what? I agree. I agree with that. I think, I think he will be uh leading receiver. I wonder if he'll make the top 100 next year. I think it, again. I I saw this too on Twitter. This is the last year Brandon Ayuk does not make the top 100. Frankly, it was an insult that he didn't make the top 100 this year. Yeah, it was. I didn't. I don't think you did. You check make it this year? No, no, I didn't. That's kind of crazy. He's a fullback. He's a fullback. It's okay. He usually makes it though. He's a fullback. It's okay. He's usually in the 90s, but whatever. He's probably close. Um, Jimmy was 106 last year. <laughs> right there. Uh, I don't know the last time. Last time Niners had a quarterback in the top 100 is probably Kaepernick. It could, it could be after this year, though. It could be this year. Yeah, it could be after this year. I'm telling you. If, um, anyway, Brandon Ayuk, man, I, 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 it's just a treat to watch him every day. It really is. I, I've run out of words to him sometimes. It's a treat to watch him every day. I love watching him do compete, and not only that, to be a Rockland native, to be, to be a NorCal native, 
uh, be Sun Devil. But Sun Devil, ASU, baby. What's up, baby? What you mean? Um, but it, it's just so awesome to see this guy, it, the fruits of his labor come to fruition after a very tumultuous start to his NFL career with the Niners. Yeah, good for Ayuk. I'm excited to see him once the season starts. I, I think he has major potential. Um, but that's kind of it for everything I wanted to talk about. Is there anything you wanted to kind of wrap up with? Yeah, let's do a little defense. A little, uh, a little defense talk. A little defense talk. Um, Tavarius Ward has very high standards for himself this year. And I think it's because of Steve Wilkes and because of just what he thinks he is as a player. He wants to be an all-pro this year. That's the reality. Tavarius Mooney Ward wants to be an all-pro this year. I think he has the talent to do so. He's probably the best tackling corner I've seen in the NFL. Um, he was awesome in coverage last year in terms of tackling. He needs to get better at improving some of his coverage skills deep down the field, and he will. Um, I think he was kind of a steal for the Niners to get that contract three years, $39 million. And Because he's, he's, he's a he's a, um, a, cor- a cornerback one, you know? He's a cornerback one. He's a number one cornerback in this defense. And Steve Wilkes being there only helps him get better because that guy, as they say, is the technician, the DB god, the DB whisper, whatever the heck you want to say he is. He is at a coach secondary. He really does. Well, that's good to hear. Traverius or Mooney Ward, that's going to take a long time to get used to. Um was was a steal for the Niners, I thought. It's a position, heavy – the weakest position yes. the Niners have currently. I don't know how to – word in that. It's not been too a good for a long time. For a long time. Yes. So they addressed it. It's still, you know, like you said, the depth is a concern. Uh, but we'll have to just see with these – with Jair Brown and Amber Tate hopefully taking another step forward. Um, well, what matters is is that Diamador Lenore takes that next step, which I think he can. I mean, if you look at Diamador's numbers last year in the postseason when he was at number two next to to Mooney, I mean, every every week it was a lower a lower grade. Every week he got better, you know, down to like twenty seven percent like completion percentage, you know, when he was covering guys, and that's that's huge, especially in the postseason. Put up those numbers, and I I just think Lenore can offer a lot more than we think he can. I think he's much more than just being that third slot guy or whatever. I think he's actually a very good coverage guy and he's gotten better over the years. And I think him working alongside BA, he has a great relationship with BA is really helpful for him. I'll say anything is better than 50 year old Josh Norman though. Or 35 year old Richard Sherman. Yeah. Or Dante Johnson coming back for the seventh thousand. He didn't like Dante Johnson. Oh, come he's on. okay. He's just okay. But it just, it, when he gets signed, it means there's injuries. It does. it does. So I don't think Donnie Jones on the team right now. I don't. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him either. Um, That'd be a good one for Immaculate Grid. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, um, before we before we leave here, wrapping up, I, I we have to hit defensive line one more time because obviously there is a big gaping hole in the defensive line right now for the Niners because he's not there. It's Nick Bosa. You know, oh, star. I've heard of him. I've heard of him, right? Yeah, star. You know, star pass rusher oh, for That's a player of the year. You know, you might you might have seen him on the billboards. I don't know. You know, hmm. on the programs. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So the Bosa Bear is not there right now, and he hasn't been all of training camp because he is trying to get a new contract from the Niners that'll make him the highest paid defensive player in NFL history, which will most likely happen over the next week or so, maybe going into the end of preseason. I don't expect it to come up with any hiccups and frankly i said this on 
the morning show, this might be a little conspiracy theory here. What if the Niners are doing this on purpose? Explain. What if – this is me talking with other Niners people around. What if the Niners are purposely delaying his contract, getting it done, because they don't want him at training camp. They don't want him at joint practices. They don't want him anywhere near the field right now. Okay. Fair. What if they trust Nick Bosa so much that he can just show up in week four when there's no more preseason games and go, here's a week and a half to get in game shape. Do it. I bet he's in game shape now. He is. Like Kyle Kyle said the other day, I don't think Nick Bosa's done one training camp, and he's pretty good. Yeah. They don't need him there. This isn't – preseason is not about your star players. Preseason is about the guys who are going to fill out your 53. That's the point of the preseason. And for Nick Bosa and what could happen with the Niners, especially because of their injury luck over the years, um, you know what would suck? If a offensive lineman trying to make the roster for the Raiders or for the Broncos or for whoever they play, the Chargers, falls on his ankle and snaps his ankle in the preseason. That would suck because that's a reality. That that can happen, you know, and they can't afford to have accidents happen this year. This is a do-it-all do 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 it all or do-it-none kind of season. So having Nick Bosa away from the team, while they'd rather have him there, obviously, isn't a concern for them because it's Nick freaking Bosa who takes care of himself like a Greek god. And he looks damn good, too. Those quads are big. Yeah, they are. I like, aspire to look like that. You haven't seen Nick Bosa in person, have you? Oh, I guess not. No, it's a different sight, dude. I mean, on uh, in the stands, but it's no, it's a. Di- Anyways, with the thing with Nick Bosa and his quads, like they're a sight to behold because they're just like it's a freak. Like, like it looks like you took like water and pumped them into someone's calf, and they just like inflated. <laughs> they're that big. It's actually like yeah. crazy. Like you, they talk about say quad. Like Saquon yeah. his quads. I put Nick yeah. Bosa in his quads, dude. They're crazy. Yeah. He and the fact that he moves so fast is scary. But that man, yeah. uh, I'm still not worried about him getting paid. No. Teammates aren't worried. I don't think anyone's worried. Uh, I like your conspiracy. I'm all here for it. I'm all here for a good time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Nick's Nick's gonna be a niner. Nick's gonna be a niner. It's not, <clears throat> it's not, this is not gonna happen. What are they gonna do? Trade him, not pay him? What are they crazy? They're not, they're not that crazy. Like they do no. some unorthodox things, but they know when they have their talent. And the, Nick you, Bosa is number four overall in the top 100 rankings. And frankly, that might be too low for him. When you got quads like that, you get paid unless your name's Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Four running backs. Four Saquon. Don't be a running back, kid. Don't no. be a running back, kids. Do not do it. Play another position. Play wide out. Play safety. Play deep. Don't play. Do not play running back. Don't do it. It's not going to get you paid. Well, I think that does it for this rendition of the show. It does. Yeah, it does. We got joint practice coming up on Thursday and Friday in Las Vegas and then preseason game on Sunday. And then after that, we're back to kind of a regular schedule. No more open practices to fans and just kind of regular training camp practices for the media and all that great stuff. So again, here at Sacktown Sports, sacktownsports.com, as well as at my Twitter, at Emiliano Fergoso, as well as follow Nate Littlefield on Instagram. Nate, plug your socials. Just Nate Littlefield on Instagram. I'm not very prominent at the moment. Um, you know, but maybe someday soon I will be. You That'll will be. be. Cool. Nate, what do you mean? Nate, Nate's cooler than I am for sure. 
Oh yeah, I know I'm cool. I'm cool, but I'm not smart, and I'm trying to work on that. You went to UC Davis. Come on now, that's 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 a smart school. Graduated actually. I know. I, trick, I tricked him. I tricked ASU to give me a diploma too. I don't know how yeah, I did it. I tricked him. So. They, gave, they gave me a diploma a, a semester early too. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was a nice little prank. It was a senior prank I did where I tricked Hot them. Got it. Degree. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. It was that. It was either that or throw a mattress in the pool. Do you know about that? I don't know about this. If you throw a mattress into a body of water that is obviously bigger than the mattress, you need like a crane to get it out because it just absorbs all the water. Yeah. And it's so heavy. So if you ever want to prank someone and they need a, you know, they don't have a crane or easy uh, access to one, throw a mattress in their pool. And then, you know, that's like just, that. that's Nate's corner for the week. That's Nate's tips. I, that's a good tip. I like that tip. I yeah. might have to use that one. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Throw it. <laughs> <laughs> pick up. Find someone throwing away a mattress, <laughs> throw it in a pool. I'm gonna take one of the mattresses for the, that's left out from the from the our our, our residents. Yeah, we got room. some neighbors. At our our room. neighbors got some good matches we could throw mm-hmm. out. <laughs> well, that's the show. That's the show. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for us here in the Return of the Empire podcast this week. We will be back next week or the week after with more coverage of training camp, joint practices. Got to recap that with the Raiders because it's the Raiders. And guess what? Jimmy G's here in Las Vegas, so that's gonna be fun to watch as well. Um, but yeah, until then. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great, great rest of your day. Peace.